you've got somebody physically in front of you or on the phone to you or on a video call, then those are your prime opportunities to capture data. Welcome to the Impact Diaries, where Heidi Fisher gives real-life examples of the five-stage lean social impact approach in action. Welcome to episode three of the Impact Diaries with Heidi Fisher. And we've been talking about the lean social impact approach that Heidi uses with clients. Heidi, hello. Hello. What is stage three of your lean social impact approach? Stage three is all about measure. So this is the stage where you finally get to go out and do some data collection. So you're not allowed to do it until you've done stage one and two. <laughs> Indeed. And it's really common, isn't it, for to try to or to want to jump from stage one to stage three without effectively doing stage two in particular. We've, um, we've talked about that in, um, in the second episode, but it's worth recapping very briefly why people have got to, got to do stage two, why they've got to plan before they measure. Why is that? Because it means that you are measuring the right outcomes and you're measuring them in the right way and you can see how it will integrate and build into your operational processes. Okay, excellent. So more on that. Um, Revisit episode two. But um, let's assume then you've defined carefully, you've planned carefully. And as you say, you're raring to go to do some data capture, to do some measurement. And first of all, we're going to talk about a client that you've worked with to help them with this measurement what was the client so they're a quite a diverse organization in terms of their services they provide adult daycare centers and home help for adults with physical or learning difficulties and they do things from medical care providing meals gardening clubs day center activities which could be educational arts fitness all kinds of other stuff so for them, one of their real issues with measuring their impact was how on earth do they capture data on so many different things? So how did they address that? So what they, they did when they were, were planning, so a little bit of overlap in, in terms of what we talked about in the previous podcast, but as part of their planning process was to really focus in and prioritise the outcomes that they wanted to measure. And they found that actually, regardless of the service they were delivering, there were some fundamental priority outcomes that they wanted to measure. So for individuals, they wanted to measure how they could maintain their independence and have an improved quality of life. They also wanted to look at two other key stakeholder groups. One was the family member or carer, and it was looking at whether they had been able to get any respite or breaks so that their own stress levels and um, any impacts on their social isolation could be measured. And finally, the, the third key stakeholder group was the local authority where they were interested in looking at the likelihood of reduced costs because the adults would not be entering residential or nursing care as early as they would have done previously with the support that this organization was providing. Now that they've they've identified the the key six key outcomes that they wanted to measure so still thinking back to the planning stage at this point in time they then worked through exactly how they were going to capture that data and some of that 
was through basic surveys to family members and carers. Other bits were from conversations with the adults and um, it, and then also doing some cost calculations around the, the cost save, potential cost savings for the local authority. So once they had an idea of what they wanted to, to measure, they then moved into actually physically doing the measuring. So stage three of the process. And providing you've planned right, stage three, it can then be a much easier process for you. But if if you haven't planned right, then this measuring stage is where it's going to go wrong because none of the measuring will be done. That really emphasises the importance of planning. Again, so measuring in this case was easier because they had uh, they had planned correctly so mm-hmm. how did they how did they do the measurement of those priority outcomes what did they do for the actual physical measuring the the approach that i encourage organizations to take is to consider every touch point so every contact point that you have with the individual or the family member or the carer is to think about how you can build in your data capture to those existing contact points because it's very similar to when we we talked about the idea of of giving someone a survey um, at the end of a session and they'll they walk off and they never complete it. This is exactly the same. If you've got somebody physically in front of you or on the phone to you or on a video call, then those are your prime opportunities to capture data. And this is my brick wall philosophy in that the, the brick wall that we're looking at is your organization. It has your, your business plan, your strategy, your operations, your financial management, your marketing built into the brick wall. Um, We're now not trying to say, let's build another four layers of of bricks on top of that wall and make the brick wall even higher, which is called impact measurement. We want to imprint and build in impact measurement into the existing brick wall so it flows through all of the processes and is really embedded in everything that the organisation does. Now, what that looks like in reality for um, an organisation like this where they're running um, a daycare centre and activities is that the the data collection becomes part of those activities and processes. So it becomes part of the conversations. It becomes part of any other form filling that that happens. Um, It becomes part of the the, the staff members role to think about what they're doing from an impact perspective as opposed to an activity perspective so they're not delivering an art session they're not going into someone's home to to deliver their meals they're they're going in there to to deliver um, or achieve impact the art session is to improve people's well-being perhaps um, and their quality of life the the food is to make sure people can maintain their independence and live independently so when staff members start to think from that perspective they start to measure the right things yes and I love that description that you made earlier about um, building impact measurement into your existing brick wall 
Yeah. Um, the the other analogy I often use is um, the the impact pitch. What's <laughs> the is, impact pitch? Uh, it's a it's a bit like the elevator pitch. Yeah. <laughs> in the uh, pretty much, I'm sure everyone's heard of an elevator pitch where yes. you're in a lift with somebody for so many seconds, and you you've got that opportunity to pitch your your business idea to them and get them to to want to invest well the impact pitch is that you're in a lift with one of your key stakeholder members and you have until they get out of the lift to to collect some impact data from them so what are the key questions that you're going to ask them in order to get that information before they jump out of the lift (laughs) right that's a really good way of looking at it because First of all, you made the analogy with the elevator pitch and probably a really good elevator pitch is talking about your impact, you know, to, mm-hmm. but, but um, if you only had, if you only had that 30 second elevator ride in the lift, what are those absolute crucial things to ask that are going to enable you to measure, to capture that impact? That simplifies things dramatically for people, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely. Uh, it, it just gets you to focus and I know that's like a, a word I use an awful lot but with with impact it 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 can be so big and huge that we at every point it's about come on let's focus let's focus back in and, and make sure yeah. we're only doing the key things at each stage yes absolutely so um, uh, I mean I think that leads on to the the next question I was going to ask which is other than not having done appropriate planning and trying to measure and capture far too many things, what are the other pitfalls or mistakes that you see people commonly make in stage three, in measurement? What, what, what difficulties, challenges, or, as I say, mistakes are most common? There, there's quite a few things that can go wrong at this stage, yeah. unfortunately. Um, one is um, not getting a, a sufficient sample size so not not getting enough data from enough people because you don't know how many you you need or because you've you've trying to collect it in the wrong way the the second mistake that that happens quite frequently is that that people don't bother to actually capture the data because they don't understand why it's relevant or why they need to do it so it's very important that anyone that is involved in the data collection process is engaged and understands the importance of why you want to measure impact. And then once you've, you've got them understanding it, is making sure that they're, they're held accountable for actually capturing the data. So what I like is for it to be um, part of everybody's job role to to capture some impact measurement data so that everyone is held accountable for it and then one person is is responsible for making sure that it, it actually happens but then the one person that's responsible isn't the one person that has to do a hundred percent of it so that oh. that's the way to do it and the third area where it can go wrong is that um, the information just sits on a spreadsheet or in a, a box filled with sheets of paper that have been filled in or whatever it is, and nobody actually collates it and anonymizes it and gets it ready for stage four, which is the analyze stage. Um, because if you've got all this wonderful data, why would you not actually want to do anything with it? 
Why indeed? Yet it must be so frustrating if you yeah. uh, if you if you find out that a, uh, an organisation has uh, not exploited the data that they have been measuring and, and capturing. So, for this particular client, what was the benefit then in terms of making you know going through this lean social impact approach and and measuring in this way how did it help them and how does it help the people they work with for them it really helped them to embed what the organization's purpose was across the whole organization and to make sure everyone was consistent in terms of they they understood why the organization existed but on a on a more fundamental level in terms of capturing the impact data it meant that they had the the stories and the feedback and case studies from the individuals and their family or carers as well as um, they were able to quantify the potential cost savings um, from people that that didn't go into residential care so they they could produce that evidence for the local authority to prove the benefit of their service without losing the the story which is is kind of more impactful than just quoting a number to people so it's a sort of stories and spreadsheets if you like you've got that wonderful story of impact the data those savings are helpful in terms of rationalizing it as well for for people but you haven't lost the this wonderful qualitative data these case studies these stories about the impact that you've been able to to measure as well is there anything else that we should focus on then within this measurement stage of your five-stage lean social impact approach, Heidi? I don't think so, other than actually do the measuring. And just remind us, what are stages one and two? Uh, This is stage three measurement. What will stages four and five be in the five-stage lean social impact approach? Stage one is define, where you define your ultimate goal. Stage two is planning, where you plan what outcomes you measure and how you measure them. Stage three is about physically doing the measuring. Stage four is analyze, where you start to look at what the data is telling you. And finally, stage five is all about learning. So how you're managing and learning from your impact data. And we've been talking about specific examples of those five stages in these impact diaries. So check the earlier podcast to uh, hear about defining and planning future podcasts covering analyzing and learning. Heidi, of course, this is a big feature of your forthcoming book focusing on impact measurement and management. The book's coming out autumn this year. Tell us more. The next book, book two, is focused on impact measurement and management, and it will be sharing the lean social impact approach that I take, as well as all of the the nitty gritty in terms of how you might measure different outcomes and how you can also continually learn from the impact data that you're collecting. Great stuff. Now, the book will be available through uh, all usual channels, but of course, there are some there are some hardback copies going to be available for people who um, want to act fast, get their hands on it earlier, at the earliest yep. opportunity. Yeah, so the, the early bird will definitely catch the worm this time in that there are a number of limited edition hardback versions. Uh, great stuff. Well, we focused um, here on measuring impact. Tidy, thanks so much. And um, until next time. Thank you. Thank you.
You've been listening to the Make an Impact podcast with me, Heidi Fisher. Before you go, a quick announcement. Heidi's second book, Impact First, The Social Entrepreneur's Guide to Measuring, Managing and Growing Your Impact will be published soon. And you can pre-order a limited edition hardback version of the book through Heidi's website. The book gives you the know-how to measure, manage and communicate your impact so that you can grow your social enterprise. Go to makeanimpactcic.co.uk forward slash my dash book dash impact dash first to find details if you've enjoyed the podcast why not leave a review or rating and if you'd like to be on the show then please get in touch via my website makeanimpactcic.co.uk thank you for listening